Yes, how fantastic. Zoom for Sam podcast. and welcome to the fifth episode of the Zoom for Sam podcast, the show where I share my joy of Samantha Fox by spotlighting a single single every single episode. A proud part of the Fire and Water Records feed from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I am your host, the somewhat cheeky when not completely naughty Zoom Yukonori, and today we are taking a look at one of the more atypical songs imprinted within the grooves of Ms. Fox's second full-length album that was released in 1987, the seventh track entitled, If Music Be the Food of Love. If music be the food of love, then play on. <laughs>
swing or not to swing. I found this bouncy dance tune to be the most fun track of the entire album, and that was absolutely not what I had expected when I had first read the song title from the track list on the back of my flatmate's copy of this LP in 1988. The title itself is a direct quote of the opening line of Shakespeare's The Twelfth Night, spoken by the very romantic ruler of Illyria, Duke Orsino. Orsino is also very lovesick for the beautiful Countess Olivia, who would not entertain any calls for courtship. So the unhappy Duke instructed his musicians in his palace to play more music, stating, If music be the food of love, play on. Give me excess of it, that surfeiting the appetite may sicken and so die. In other words, Orsino hoped that an excess of music would lead to an overindulgence of his feelings of love, to such excess that he would lose his desire for it, believing that doing so would also end his unhappiness. I must admit that I had expected a song titled If Music Be the Food of Love to reflect a similar scenario, perhaps a ballad of unrequited love, with which I was very familiar. As I had stated in the first episode of Zoom for Sam, Ms. Fox reminded me of my dear friend Danielle Parsons, a girl for whom I had longed to be more than a friend for half of my sixteenth year of life, and much of my thoughts were of Dan on that evening in which I had first looked at Ms. Fox's self-titled album, and this song title in particular. As I had stated in the sixth episode of my Done in One Wonders comic book podcast, William Shakespeare was the actual reason for my meeting Dan in the first place. She needed help deciphering the words of the bard for her literature studies, and she had approached me on the day I had demonstrated a firm understanding during a class discussion of the Henriad. But back to this track of the album... Instead of the sad ballad I had expected by the equally sad Shakespearean quote, I was surprised to hear an energetic, happy tune that celebrated the feeling of being in love, and all that that implies, as Ms. Fox herself had explained to me. If music be the food of love, then play on. It's like, yeah, music makes you very happy, and it is the food of life. Um... I don't know about you guys, but food, love, um, it's very close into satisfying your parts, what can I say? Sexual connotation aside, this track essentially flipped the script of the Twelfth Night, demanding that the music play on to build this celebration of love as high as the heavens themselves. While Orsino wished to binge on musical love to the point that it would kill his hunger, Ms. Fox expressed a ravenous appetite for love that could not be satiated. Despite my surprise at this alternative take, I was not at all disappointed by this unexpected turn of events, as it were. As I had stated, this track is simply fun, 
and I had to marvel at how writer and composer John Astrup weaved a number of eloquent lines from various William Shakespeare plays into a narrative that made them take on a completely different meaning than the original source material. Many of the quotes used for this happy song were, interestingly, pulled from unhappy scenes, and I believe taking these dour lines out of context to give the tune a more positive and whimsical spin was completely intentional. At the time that this album was released, Ms. Fox had stated in interviews that, while she was serious about her music career, she did not take herself very seriously, nor did she want to be taken seriously by others. And this track is very evident of that. For instance, at the beginning of the first verse, the immortal phrase that opened the third act of Hamlet, the deep contemplative expression, to be or not to be, is quickly dismissed with, it doesn't matter much to me, as Ms. Fox goes off to search for her Romeo, and a good time. And then there was the cheeky use of the deep tones of the late Canadian voiceover artist Bill Mitchell. He's very famous, cost us £10,000 for an hour. Um, he does all the Carlsberg beer adverts for all over the world and all the scary horror movies that we've seen since we've been growing up. So, um, yeah, he does this very deep voice, if music be the food of life, or oh, can't even do it, it's very low. Mr. Mitchell first introduced himself in If Music Be the Food of Love with an air of sophistication becoming of a Shakespearean actor as he quoted the first line from The Twelfth Night, and then a little later in the tune when he declared, That's Shakespeare. This refined demeanor seemed to at first serve as a juxtaposition with the carefree attitude of Ms. Fox's vocals. However, Continued listening to the song revealed that this erudition was all pretentious, as Mr. Mitchell referred to the illustrious bard with a casual nickname, Willie the Shake. And that still immortal line, to be or not to be, was reworded at the song's close as, to swing or not to swing, that is the hang-up. Again, completely intentional, and another unexpected facet that added to the cheeky fun of this song, and it made this track truly memorable to me. While the song has drawn on a number of the most memorable lines and phrases that had been scribed and coined by the bard, this track is not meant to be contemplative or sophisticated in any way. If music be the food of love may have a breezy bubblegum beat that is very typical of music from the 1980s, but this track is by no means fluff or filler. The fun, upbeat harmony and cheeky attitude of Ms. Fox invoke a vibrancy and exuberance to make one tap one's toes, if not just get up and dance, with Dionysian abandon. I look forward to exploring more energetic sounds of other Samantha Fox tracks in upcoming episodes of this podcast. Thank you for listening, and my thanks also to Ward Hill Terry, Frank, Coffee and Comics, and Slangward Scott for the kind responses regarding my fourth episode of Zoom for Sam. I also wish to thank Chris Franklin, Tim Price, Shag Matthews, Paul Hicks, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, the Hammer Strikes, Musikalische Klimaketzer und Mammutflifter, 
James Reed, Siskoid, Rob Kelly, Green Lantern HG, Warlock Thanos Podcast, Ryan Daly, Pat Sampson, Neil Daly, Max Romero, Robert Myers, Clinton Robison, and Gene Hendricks for promoting that episode on social media. As always, feel free to leave a comment on the show notes page at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And until next time, stay foxy, my friends. The views expressed on this podcast program belong solely to the host, who is not affiliated in any way with any music record label or entertainment company. All copyright and trademarks of music, audio clips, and quoted text are held by their respective owners. These are used for illustrative and entertainment purposes only, and no copyright infringement is intended. Special thanks to Samantha Fox for the music and for the encouragement. The Zoom for Sam podcast is a Professor Zoom Productions production.